Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. All right. Excellent. So, as you were saying. As I was saying. So, what's the deal with this uh, uh, HBO thing? Well, look, the one thing um, that HBO was and maybe still is, is a premium television channel. And by premium television channel, it means a couple of things. It means it offers really great content uh, that you pay extra money for in a cable bundle um, uh, and that you're getting basically television shows that are scheduled at certain times. Um, uh, uh, Netflix, of course, um, when it started, obviously, was a place to go and rent DVDs. And what it developed into was a place where you could download stuff and then eventually a place where you could stream stuff um, that set it up as a, as a, on a completely different platform. Okay, still not a competition, uh, competition to HBO. But then they started to spend money on great content, uh, and they started to have more than two or three hits, which honestly, HBO seems like it never really had at any one time. Um, and now it's going to spend $13 billion on content this year alone. And that will, won't only dwarf HBO's spending, but all of the major media companies that are out there. So, you know, this, this is a process of facilitating vast amounts of contents uh, it, it's there, it's a necessity to them to fill their global pipeline because, you know, people use Netflix uh, a little bit differently than they use HBO. They binge it. Um, and, you know, so I, I found myself, for example, um, binging a series, five seasons of a series over the last four or five days, not getting any sleep at all. Um, and then when I was finished with it, I went out and to, to find something else to watch, and it was not hard to do because there's so much good stuff in that Netflix pipeline. There is an issue, however, it seems to me. Um, uh, and by the way, one, one other thing. Netflix in and of itself kind of blows up the idea of old-fashioned demographics. It's, it's, it, it doesn't need to appeal to an audience of 18 to 49 or 25 to 54 um, uh, there's no need for this sort of targeted, old-fashioned, broad demographic uh, targeting. It can make any kind of content at once, regardless of the size of the audience, and just continue to, to just uh, uh, make tons and tons of content. Yeah, but that, um, that sounds like the old uh, saw about uh, you know, the Internet, which is, is that uh, they lose money on every customer, but they'll make it up on volume. How does that work? Well, actually, that's an interesting point that you make there because um, it, it, it seems to me that at some point um, uh, it's it's going to be damaging for Netflix that that it's you know that, that it's not going to be able to keep up with, uh, with to do that, and that it's going to become something else. And I, I don't know what that something else is going to right, be. Right, but but, but I will, I will say, it, how does it work with uh, a small audience? How do they make money? How do they make that work for them in the current model with a small audience? Well, it's not so much a small audience. It's the volume of all the audience aggregated together. 
Um, so you, you may be, I, I don't even think that it's, it's, it's considered as audience there. These are customers, I think. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's, um, uh, it's a, you're right. It is volume. Uh, and that's how I think that's how they make it up. But I'll, I'll tell you what I think the real interesting part of this whole story is. Um, and that is that a company like AT&T, um, which, you know, is where HBO will be housed, has a ton of experience with mobile technology that Netflix can't get close to, uh, at, at least right now. And then when the 5G world comes around, it's likely that if HBO is going to make some real inroads, uh, that's where it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen uh, or when it's going to happen, but I think that that's the opportunity for it to happen in. So right now, Netflix, $13 billion, the number one player out there, has basically taken the mantle of great programming from HBO and, and blown it away. But HBO will have a new opportunity uh, as long as it's willing to continue to make those kinds of programs that have given it, you know, sort of the power that it's had, but triple or quadruple the amount of those programs so that it can live as a, uh, as the premier mobile delivered this platform, you know, and, and then there's one other thing here, and this is an internet thing. Uh, and that is that, you know, I, the one thing that, that is, I think, is a problem with Netflix um, that isn't a problem for HBO as it currently exists is to, how do you discover really good stuff? Um, and they haven't figured out, they haven't, they haven't figured out yet how to make some kind of really cool discovery uh, performance platform type thing like Spotify, which knows how to do that. Um, and I, so I think that, you know, when, when Netflix grabs a hold of that and, 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 and comes up with a way to do that, then they're back, then they'll be back on sort of an even keel with, uh, with HBO and they'll both be together as, as long as HBO takes advantage of this mobile platform that AT&T will offer. So I think there's some good and some bad in this story for both of them, believe it or so, not. So, you know, so, you know, basically it seems to me that there's, uh, two things going on here. One is is that uh, Netflix has figured out, uh, along with uh, some other uh, similar platforms like Amazon Prime, uh, Hulu, and and well, maybe Hulu. I think Hulu is starting to make it. They're 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 young, and 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 uh, I think that they're you know what to me what Hulu is is they're the they're the fighters, they're the scrappers. Yeah, and I think that there's uh, FX, and they're. Uh, uh, what's the stars? Uh, we're watching a show on stars yeah. that and reels. Uh, There's a number of them out there trying to play in the same space. But but uh, to my point, the uh, the issue is is that they've established a model where they can in aggregate, uh, based on what you said to my previous question, in aggregate they can assemble these kinds of. Uh, uh, ad hoc uh, platform networks uh, that uh, create a, the ability to be able to uh, monetize uh, these customers, as you call them. Uh, and that's a model that uh, AT&T apparently thinks that they're going to sort of intermediate 
uh, with HBO. In other words, pump more money into them uh, and to try and reach a scale uh, that uh, emulates that uh, internet-based model, the, the binge model. Do you really think that, the, that they can buy their way in? I don't think they have to. Uh, actually, yes, I do think that they can buy their way in, but I don't really think they have to buy their way in. I think that, um, you know, to, to place HBO squarely in the middle of a 5G world on a mobile platform with better content and more of it. And, um, uh, of course, that's I guess you could consider that a way to buy in. Yeah, but that's only um, and, that, that's like uh, excuse me that's like Android and uh, uh, iOS uh, uh, you know that's half the market at best it's not the whole market yeah but I, it's not like I think they're going to give up um, uh, where they are already I think that this is going to be um, uh, augmentation and I think it's it's going to be gigantic augmentation. You know, the one thing, uh, there was a story in New York Magazine called Inside the Binge Factory, which, uh, you know, it, it kind of shattered some of the, according to this friend of mine at, at Forbes, um, um, uh, shattered the, uh, he, what he said, the, the common assumptions about digital streaming about uh, Netflix and that the company isn't limited to relying on its, uh, on its algorithms and mechanically driving recommendations to subscribers. Uh, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's creative content distributed in a way that people can, uh, can use it and, and want to binge on it. Uh, and I think that that's something that, uh, that HBO will be able to do and they'll have a new way to do it. All right. So give me an example of how they're, they're going to be able to, uh, effectively go from, uh, Sunday night programming, uh, with, you know, which they live or die by, the success of, uh, I mean, we're in the last season, about to be in the last season of Game of Thrones. Before that, it was The Sopranos, and then they fell off a cliff. Uh, how do they keep this uh, going uh, and broaden it so that it's based on a, on a streaming binge market as opposed to, a, a, you know, appointment television market? couple of ways. Uh, one is um, not to constantly worrying about, worry about having to have the gigantic hit, um, which, by the way, is the secret sauce in, in television. And actually, it's a secret sauce in music. Um, they just need to, uh, to have enough constantly coming down the pipe uh, to keep their, the people that are, uh, that are using the service happy. Okay, that's and, one um, yeah. And, and another way is um, to, to the, the, the secret sauce is to figure out the user experience and, and, the, uh, uh, and the way that people can discover that content. Uh, and I think, and as I, I was alluding to anyway, that's something that I think um, the mobile platform uh, and a company like AT&T will probably be able to do. Um, and now that's not to say that, H, that, that, that Netflix isn't spending money on that. I'm sure that they are. But, but one thing that Ted Sarandos has, is, has said um, publicly is, you know, once HBO and companies like that figure this out and start to grab a hold of the, of the content creative community out there, and, uh, uh, there will be a diminishing return in terms of of a of sort of amount of really good content or good content 
that that will that can be that will be created. I mean, look, the world is not going to exist on user generated content until user generated content is really great. Yeah, well, this is totally um, not about user generated content. No, no, I, I, I'm uh, that's that's the point. I mean, it's <laughs> the point is is that it's about quality content. And Sarandos has already said he's concerned that at some point there will be a time when a that content will start to diminish and b. Netflix is going to be owing an awful lot of money, and the bill's going to come due. They know that that's an issue. So a company like uh, a company like AT and T um, uh, has very very deep pockets and uh, may be able to weather that storm better than a Netflix maybe two three five years down the road. Well, but you know if they keep buying uh, uh, outmoded networks like Yahoo and. Uh, uh, what time Warner or whatever uh, AOL, uh, and then you know continuing oh, to sort of refactor them and patch them together, uh, does that add up to uh, some sort of disruptive uh, advantage that they have? Well, I think that's what they think. Otherwise, why would they do it? I mean, look, um, you know, it's. I think that it was a good move on Tim Armstrong's part to uh, put uh, those those things together and create Oath. Uh, and, but and then for them to buy that um, uh, is is part of I think um, thinking long term, you know, playing the long game. Uh, so which, by of, the way, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say. I mean, AT and T is a company that has been around for a long time, and uh, and they're used to playing the long game. And I don't think that this is something that's that that uh, that they aren't thinking about. And I do think that that. You know, look, cobbling together those kinds of organizations has been a lot of people's opportunity, but a lot of people have failed. I remember when NBC Universal had a guy named Marty Yudkowitz running its digital group, and he, he went out and spent hundreds of millions of dollars on every conceivable type of website in order to create an NBC Universal digital community back in the late 90s, and it failed miserably. And, I'll, and I think the same thing happened, by the way. To, to Univision, which went out and bought, you know, The Onion and uh, Gizmodo and, you know, and that's a whole, by the way, Gizmodo, it's a whole bunch of, uh, of, of sites that offer content. Uh, and now they, are, they, they, they see that, I believe, they see that as a failure because they've got the, all that stuff up for sale uh, right now. So, you know, th those are maybe two companies that didn't know how to make it work. And, I, and that's why I think AT&T is one of those companies that may be able to figure out how to make it work. And right, for so them. What I was going to interrupt you uh, to say is that uh, the thing that comes to my mind about uh, a way of being able to finesse this kind of a transition is what happened with uh, uh, uh um, the, yeah, Disney and uh, you know Disney's sort of uh, ascendance around uh, Steve Jobs' pivot with uh, the animation company yeah. that they bought, uh, that Steve Jobs I think bought, and then P Pixar. Yes, exactly. So yeah. there was a disruptive uh, integration of technology and uh, you know essentially a community-based. Uh, audience in the in the case of Disney was the uh, you know young people uh, and the the bolstering 
of this strategy by the theme parks and other kinds of revenue. So uh, I don't see that happening with AT&T, though. Uh, No, I think I think you just made their argument. Um, Actually, I think that what you just described is not far fetched in terms of what AT&T is thinking. Uh, And uh, and that may just be the way that they're that may be the road that they're heading down. At least it feels that way. When you were describing it just now, I was going, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a workable option for them. Um, So how does that play with, uh, you know, the you know, the acquisition uh, by Disney of uh, uh, the Fox, uh, you know, stuff and uh, also the competition from Comcast? How does that all play together? Wow, that's a, that's a really complicated one, especially since today Comcast uh, uh, or Fox upped its bid um, uh, over Comcast. So like this is you're talking about throwing money out there. Um, uh, they want uh, they want this goes back to the exact issue that we were talking about about the content creators. They want the high end content creation, and that's what the Fox uh, acquisition gives them. Um, it gives them, uh, you know, obviously they're not buying the sports group and they're not buying the news group, but they're buying the entertainment group. The entertainment group is content. And, and Comcast, if, if you were to ask me which of those two might be the right place for that acquisition to live, I actually think it's Comcast because Comcast ha- is, is, has this pretty forward-thinking content distribution platform um, uh, that's, that's, that's internet based. They understand how 5g is going to work. They are, uh, you know, they're, they're not really just an old fashioned cable company anymore. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, that it, it would serve them better to have that, uh, to have that content so, uh, creation you, platform. You keep mentioning 5g. What, what's the big deal about 5g? I don't, I don't get that. Well, it's it, it'll be faster. It'll be it'll be it'll, it's like Superman. It's going to be faster. It's going to be stronger. It's going to be lighter. It's going to be easier. It's going to make everything. Uh, it's going to make everything kind of work on the same platform. Uh, yeah, and it also um, is going to cost a ton of money. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I think I, I, I. Yes, that's also true. Meanwhile, um, meanwhile, Netflix and Amazon Prime get bigger. Yeah, but now, now there's there is one other uh, uh, fly in the ointment here, uh, and 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 none of this I think is insurmountable, and that is ATSC 3.0, which people are not talking a whole lot about outside because they have the no industry. idea what the hell it is. Exactly. Right, so what and is what it? it what it is is it's a it's a um, sort of a broadcast uh, based platform for two way communication. So it's like it's like putting the internet in the air um, uh, as a broadcast standard. Um, and it will allow, um, uh, it's, it's interesting, actually, you still need an internet connection to make ATSC 3.0 work from what I understand, but it will allow um, another sort of, you know how old fashioned radio offered all these different channels uh, and they were on different, they were on different wavelengths. Uh, this is a, another wavelength of higher quality that works in two directions uh, for, te- for broadcast, for the broadcast industry. Uh, because there still are, if you, I mean, look, there's a huge number of broadcast channel to, to local television stations out there. The, the, the number is astounding how many broadcast local broadcast television stations are out there that still use 
an antenna, even though they may be delivering it through CATV, which is community antenna television, which eventually became cable. There's still a ton of them out there. And, and when they start to take advantage of this new high-speed, high-interconnected, two-way uh, broadcast platform, um, uh, it will become, in a lot of markets, and, and I say a lot of markets, I mean a huge percentage of, of, of markets in, in the United States anyway, um, it will become a direct competitor to um, Internet transmission of, uh, of entertainment content. And, th and that's something that, um, that a company well, that's like what, that's what, Comcast... That's what uh, you know, the cable companies think uh, it should happen. It doesn't necessarily yes. mean that it will happen. No, no that's true. But, you know, um, uh, 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 eh, potatoes, potatoes. I, I honestly think that um, uh, you're right. That is what they think and what they hope will happen. And I have absolutely no doubt that that is what's going to happen. Really? I think it's we're going to find out at CES this year. We're going to find out a lot of things about 5G and ATSC 3.0 that we don't know. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't sit here and say that I'm the expert on no, either not, of those two I, things, but, but, are, but I, I do have opinions about it. And, uh, and, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to hear what the industry is planning on doing at, at, uh, CES, because that's always the place where this kind of stuff bubbles up to the top. Right. But, you know, on the other hand, uh, what the, uh, the history and the legacy of something like Pixar, uh, emerging, uh, into uh, and taking the Disney model and pushing it to this next level that it is now basically we've got uh, three apparent models that are competing for the the, the state of television and, and uh, media uh, one is Disney another is Netflix and another is uh, uh, Amazon uh, you know Amazon has you know, a lot of uh, clout behind it because they are selling uh, real-world stuff, not just content and not just uh, bandwidth. Uh, you're right. You're, you're right. But think about this, though. Disney owns, not only does it own ESPN and Lucasfilm and Marvel Entertainment, which arguably has the biggest movies in the world out there right now, mm -hmm. uh, but it also owns the theme parks and, the, and resorts and boats and uh, you know, it, it is a fully diversified entertainment conglomerate. Um, and, and, and not to say that it shouldn't, that it shouldn't have um, uh, the, the assets of Fox. It just makes it a bigger entertainment conglomerate. It's just a matter of, uh, of which place I think will be better served by owning it. That, that, that gets back to the Comcast Disney but, So you'd, uh, you'd, you'd suggest that, uh, that you think Comcast has... Uh, better, uh, you know, legs in this. Uh, my, my intuition I, I, is, is that Disney has already basically gotten themselves into a position to be able to lock up this deal. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you about locking up the deal, but I think it's it. I, I actually don't know if it's going to come down to money. Uh, I'll tell you the truth. There's, there's a, there's a lot of discussion out there. Um, every time the price goes up, there's all this discussion about where the best place is for it to be based on the Fox board's decision about where they want to sell it. On the other hand, that could just be a financial ploy to say, let's keep saying that and get the price up higher mm -hmm. and higher mm -hmm. and higher. 
uh, I suppose that's a possibility too. I was thinking, um, uh, though, Comcast, uh, it it would then give Comcast an opportunity to be more on a uh, a, a par with um, with with a Disney, or at least closer to it. But then, you know, let's not forget uh, AT and T uh, as as you know that emerging um, uh, powerhouse. Uh, so Comcast, AT and T, Disney. You know, think about right. that. And then, I mean, and th- then the to me the fascinating aspect of this is that everybody uh, you uh, suggested this earlier that uh, you know that uh, Netflix is going to uh, the bill is going to become due uh, uh, for all the of the money that they're spending, and uh, I think that's a lot like uh, the people that say that the internet is a bubble. Uh, it's a bubble just like a, a clock is right twice a day. At some point, uh, people will say, yep, it's a bubble. Uh, and- yeah, and unless, unless a company like Apple buys Netflix. Well, you know, the, the, the people that say that about Twitter, I mean, uh, Twitter hasn't been bought by anybody. No, it hasn't. I mean, and, and you know, why neither you has that, neither. Why would Netflix sell? No, I'm, I'm not suggesting that they will sell. That was just me, uh, you know, blue skying it. It's kind of like, you know, wh- what happens if Facebook buys Roku, for example? Where, where you know, what does that do? I, I th- see, I think that we're living here. We're living in a really exciting entertainment, content creation and distribution time. And I think that the winner in all of this is the viewer, regardless of all of these machinations that are going on they're not even behind the scenes because they're so public and so big and so outrageous. But the winner in all of this is going to be the viewer, no matter what. The loser, however, um, unless they figure out how the skinny bundles can be sent out there uh, in an a la carte fashion that won't cost you an arm and a leg, because you're still going to have to pay for um, uh, internet, which is not cheap, and faster internet is what you need in order to distribute 4K or 6K or 8K or whatever it is, and eventually distribute some kind of VR content or AR content or MR content. All of that stuff, it just the, 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 that bill is going to go up too. That's got to be figured out. But I do think that no matter what, in the end, the viewer's the winner. Well, I agree with that. Uh, I think that uh, looking at my daughter, uh, as I do. Uh, uh, constantly to, in order to see what the uh, what's really going to happen. Uh, you know, they don't care about 4K. They care about uh, whether or not it's coming through their device. Right. And uh, well, you know, yeah, short but, you term, know, that's going to uh, be that that's going to be a, a, a dispositive toward what happens. You know, it makes me it makes me sometimes wonder. Um, and I don't want to sound like uh, uh, like the old fart in the room, but it makes me sometimes wonder how sharp can the picture get? How good can the quality of the audio be? You know, I I mean, they remember when when we went from LPs to to CDs, and everybody said that oh the the the, per, the perfection of this sound on the CD. And then like 10 years later, they were saying, you know, that sound is too perfect. I want to go back to listening to audio tape that has hiss on it or, or records that yeah, have scratches I on it. I don't want to go and, back to audio tape that has hiss on it. That's bullshit. Well, that's why they made 15 ips and 30 ips speeds. Uh, it just ate up the tape. The, um, but the, the, the point I'm making is 
how, you know, how at some point, how much more quality can there be? Does it, does it matter uh, if, you know, cause I don't know about you, but as I get older, things are getting blurrier anyway. You put an 8K television set in front of me, it's not going to look any better than sticking a gigantic cathode ray tube in front of well, me. Well, but you, you might have a chance of being able to see it if it's on 8K as opposed to, uh, I mean, I, I, I struggle with that every day. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that what we've uh, accomplished here is to sort of sketch out uh, some phrases like skinny bundles, which we can talk about at, at, at a future time. Uh, sure. But what what's going on right now i think uh is uh, if you take a step back i mean eventually you run out of things to bench so far we haven't run out of them uh, we're we're watching uh something on uh i don't even know what network it is but it's uh, uh counterpart have you seen that i've heard about it but actually hold on a second i'm going to interrupt you you just made a really good point, something that I've been thinking a lot about. It doesn't matter what the brand is. It doesn't matter that you're watching it on HBO or on Netflix or on Amazon or on Hulu. It doesn't matter. It only matters that you're watching that show that you like. Um, and, and so the idea of the Uber brand as a thing that people gravitate towards is eventually not going to matter. Okay, Frank Raddis, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Always a pleasure. <laughs>